Welcome to the FinTalks, a chat with Finance Malta. With us today, we have Dr. Helga Putijic de Bono from the National Coordinating Committee on Combating Money Laundering and Funding of Terrorism. Welcome, Helga. Can you please introduce yourself briefly for our audience? Well, basically, I am the executive head of the Secretariat of the NCC, as we call it for short, because it's quite a a mouthful, let's put it this way. And uh, um, I have been there for almost four years now. Very good. Thank you. So money laundering and the funding of terrorism is uh, are subjects that are on everyone's lips, everyone's mm-hmm. minds. Can you briefly talk about the role of the NCC in addressing these illicit activities? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, the NCC is currently the governing body responsible for the general oversight of the combating of anti-money laundering and funding of, ter- of terrorism policy, basically. And therefore, it is in charge of uh, defining, of overseeing and of coordinating the implementation of the AML CFT strategy, as we call it. It is responsible also for promoting effective coordination between the regulators and the law enforcement agencies and for monitoring the interaction between them so um, basically that is basically it but moreover it is also responsible for assessing the risks and the threats in the field and for formulating risk assessments both at sectorial and also at national level okay can you give a brief example of some of these risk assessments of how they work well, basically, the risk assessments, um, uh, they are formulated by actually talking um, talking to the different agencies, mm-hmm. um, having statistics, basically, um, uh, um, of having meetings with, 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 with the agencies as well, and uh, for putting up reports so that then they can be distributed to the competent authorities so that they can actually um, see what the risks are, what the threats are, and to be able to mitigate these risks and threats. Okay, very good. And Mm. the the concept of the NCC could be considered to be innovative. (laughs) How did the need for this entity develop and how has the work that the NCC does improved and progressed over the years since its inception? Well, basically, um, actually, the National Coordinating Committee on Combating Money Laundering and Funding of Terrorism has been established since April 2018. The need to have this entity actually was identified in the last updated national risk assessment, which occurred in 2017. Well, uh, during uh, in this uh, in this assessment, it was highlighted basically that uh, there was the need for uh, better coordination with within the competent authorities Mm -hmm. although it was acknowledged in the risk assessment that the authorities were indeed working and and uh, actually addressing the 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 uh, the issues of of uh, money laundering and financial financial financing of terrorism um, there was also um, the idea it was pointed out that these authorities were working in silos So basically, this meant that there was not only lack of coordination, but also there was a lack of knowledge of what the other entities were actually Mm -hmm. doing in the field. Mm -hmm. So the setting up of the NCC was part of the two 
2017 to 2020 national strategy mm -hmm. action plan, basically, and uh, the existence of the NCCs today to ensure effective uh, monitoring um, and effective uh, combating of uh, money laundering and funding of terrorism mm -hmm. on a national perspective, okay. where all authorities can coordinate, they can act together to guarantee that we have effective measures and to address any gaps which are actually identified. Okay, so you facilitate that sharing of information and that working together of different authorities. Yes, we do. We do. And uh, we actually we actually work a lot with the authorities. Mm -hmm. So if I can give uh, some background on the actual committee. So today we have this committee, which is composed of the highest officials mm -hmm. in Malta, uh, who meet regularly and um, to discuss policies to um, which are then worked upon to have an effective AML CFT structure. Mm -hmm. So with the advantage of having the highest officials, and I can mention a few mm -hmm. of the member boards, yes. we yes. would have we would have the commissioner of police himself, we mm -hmm. would, would have the chairpersons of the FIAU, of the MFSA, mm -hmm. of the Malta Gaming, the governor of the central bank, okay. the attorney general, um, the chairperson of the Acid Recovery Bureau. Mm -hmm. These are the highest officials. They meet regularly. They, they actually discuss policies and then we actually work on them to develop an effective structure, basically. Now, the importance and uh, of having these high officials, it, they, it not only ensures that they have a healthy discussion, mm -hmm. but it also warrants that the decisions that are taken during board meetings um, could be dealt with effectively mm -hmm. without the members having actually to revert back to their superiors for guidance. Okay, okay. And are they, are they given advice by people on the front lines? Mm -hmm. of the fight against money laundering yes and, and of course of course because they are usually they are usually accompanied by the technical people the, mm -hmm. by legal persons as well and we also have subcommittees as well okay which actually incorporate more the technical and the legal people mm -hmm. to actually do things practically then yes exactly because obviously you need the authority to push things through mm -hmm. But and then you need the technical know-how to make sure that things are effective and are actually work in the real world. Exactly. Okay, very good. And money laundering, financing of terrorism, these are elements that are dynamic. They're always changing, especially with cyber security, the issues around cryptocurrency and threats are changing all the time. How does the NCC make sure it's up to date and it's keeping itself abreast of all these changes and the, the different threats and risks that could emerge? The commitment of the NCC is to continue to address the uh, setup action plans and to always identify uh, the current and emerging risks and threats, as you pointed out, through the necessary studies and also by engaging with any entities which are needed, basically. So we all our work is uh, found on our website, which is found at ncc.gov.mt, basically. Um, well, actually, we have just um, finished up a national strategy action plan, which was uh, from 2017 to 2020. Basically, it has now been fulfilled. And here we have managed during these first three years to identify the gaps so that the authorities today 
they have the necessary resources, they have the necessary legislative tools to work with. And that was very, very important because okay. we had many, many deficiencies in the system. We have now set up a new strategy action plan, which has mm -hmm. just started this year. It will run through the next three years. Okay. Now, what will this be doing? This will uh, be focused on using now the resources, the capacity right. and the tools and the legislation mm -hmm. that we have now have in right. that hand. Can you talk me through some of the biggest changes, some of the, the, the biggest gaps that you identified and how those have now been? There fulfilled? was a problem with the resources. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some lacked not only resources in human as human resources, but mm -hmm. also um, systems. Uh, systems, the systems, um, um, and also um, you know today I I believe computer is really really important. So um, we we also um, had to help these people these authorities with the costs as well. Mm -hmm. um, we also did a lot of training for the officials of mm -hmm. the various authorities. Okay. The NCC, I believe last year, we had around seven different training sessions for different people mm -hmm. from, uh, from, from different authorities, police, uh, um, authority, um, the, the AG itself, FIAU, MFSA, and the tax people as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, and we are now also um, thinking about having other training sessions. One of them will be happening even this, uh, uh, this month to the members of the judiciary, which is okay. quite a novelty basically, because it has never happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, there are there were other issues, um, of course, um, such as legislation. Mm -hmm. We had a gap in the legislation. One one act which we actually did was the Proceeds of Crimes Act okay. last year. So we have now even tackled non-conviction based confiscation as well. Okay. Okay. Very good. And we can't talk about money laundering and and funding of terrorism without addressing the, the, the evaluation by Manival, which brought about the scrutiny by the FATF. Can you talk about the role the NCC played in these evaluations and also how this process also is mirrored or happens in other countries and how Malta kind of stands up to scrutiny? So I'll give you a background on these evaluations. Manuval uh, is a permanent um, monitoring body within the Council of Europe, and it is entrusted with the assessment of compliance with the principal international standards um, to counter money laundering and financing of terrorism, basically, and to um, actually monitor the effectiveness of the implementation right. of these, basically. Member states are periodically subjected, basically, to a process of mutual evaluation peer reviews and follow-on reports as well, uh, so as to ensure that national authorities um, have effective systems in the, in the fight of, of money laundering and, and financing of terrorism. During the 2018-2019 um, period, it was Malta's time, it was Malta's turn basically to undergo an evaluation. Um, the fifth um, round uh, uh, mutual evaluation report, as they call it, basically, uh, which was dated July 2019 uh, for Malta, was adopted during the 58th uh, um, plenary session 
and uh, was published in September 2019, basically. The report uh, provided a summary of the AML and CFT framework of Malta as at the time of the on-site visit, which actually mm -hmm. happened a year before, almost a year before, okay. because the on-site visit by the evaluator in Malta actually occurred between the 5th to the 16th of November of 2018. Right. So the contents of that report actually mirrored what was happening at that time mm -hmm. as well. Um, so it analyzed the level of compliance and the level of effectiveness of Malta's structure basically in this field. And uh, um, some uh, deficiencies were, were actually um, found. And the, this report actually gave 58 recommendations to Malta to address so that we could have a strengthening of our system. Right. Now, during the Manival plenary, which occurred then in April 2021, mm -hmm. there was a following report. It's called the An Enhanced Follow-Up report for right. Malta and this was presented also during this plenary and this included an examination of the level achieved by Malta as regards the te technical annex basically. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately um, it was pointed out that Malta actually failed um, nine immediate outcomes out of 11, which right. is quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So what uh, this meant was that Malta also came under the scrutiny of FATF. So uh, due to this, Malta needed to start reporting also to FATF, mm -hmm. as we are now also doing, and we, are, we keep on doing. And this happened in March 2021, it started. Um, and we were reporting on the effectiveness of the Maltese structure. Um, uh, then um, it, what followed was a plenary in June, June 2021, a, a FATF plenary. And uh, it was discussed that Malta um, actually uh, needed to address deficiencies more, mm -hmm. uh, particularly in two particular immediate outcomes. So it was decided to put uh, Malta under the ICRG process in what the layman terms, uh, they call it the infamous grey list. Yeah. So uh, this uh, FATF evaluation is a Basically, um, uh, then what we followed was uh, we, it was composed out of face-to-face -face dialogue by the Maltese authorities and the evaluation group, basically, mm -hmm. basically which um, is composed out of uh, a number of experts and it is co-chaired by two FATF experts. Right. And um, since then, Malta has had many, many meetings and we have uh, continuously been reporting as well okay. to the FATF Secretariat on the progress which the authorities are making. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we actually did actually was as well, we decided to, we chose to um, keep on reporting voluntarily, although okay. it wasn't really needed from the FATF mm -hmm. Secretariat. And this basically brought about, I think, uh, what is very, very positive. Mm -hmm. um, what happened was last week, there was another plenary, the right. FATF plenary, and uh, it, the, the Maltese position was actually um, um, discussed. And it was decided that uh, um, Malta has made sufficient uh, 
progress mm -hmm. to warrant an on-site visit right. by the evaluation team, okay. basically. When will this take place? Uh -huh. This will take place uh, physically mm -hmm. and hopefully it will happen in the next month. So now we are preparing also okay. for, for, for so this will, evaluation. So that will potentially lead to Malta being taken off the grey list. Exactly. What, what this means is that the evaluation team will be coming here, they will mm -hmm. be meeting the authorities and they will be gauging our system and the progress that we have done. Okay. And what Should, role does the NCC play in this evaluation and in, in this journey that Malta needs to take? Well, should it be decided that Malta has achieved the needed progress, and address the deficiencies, then the evaluators would basically draw up a report, basically. And this will, this will be presented in the next plenary, which will happen in June. Okay. Um, and then a decision would be made um, mm -hmm. uh, whether Malta may be removed from the ICRG mm -hmm. process or not. And the NCC, the NCC, during all this process, mm -hmm. I have tried to give a brief summary yes. of, of what we've <laughs> of passed through, but we've long. been there from the very, very start. Mm -hmm. We've been, uh, we've been uh, um, consolidating reports. Mm -hmm. Uh, which are fed into by the various authorities. We have been um, submitting the reports ourselves, both at Manival level and at FATAF level. Okay. Uh, when the reports of Manival and FATAF actually came out and were published, we have actually assessed the contents that there mm -hmm. were, mm -hmm. assessed the deficiencies which were pointed out. We have set up an action plan Okay. We have um, um, had distinct and different uh, meetings with the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. We have discussed the action plan uh, with them. And we are now monitoring the progress that is being made. Okay. And does the, does the NCC have executive powers? Because you mentioned you know, the, the, that the, the highest authorities sit on the, on the committee. Does the NCC have the power to tell them these are the gaps. These are things that we need to address. What can, what are you going to do about it? What I, what I can tell you, no, we don't have executive pay. Okay. We, we support, we support. Okay. But I can assure you that there is, there is political commitment. Mm -hmm. There is commitment within the board members. And don't forget the board members are actually the highest officials mm -hmm. of these authorities, which actually need to do things. So we have had a lot of cooperation, okay. I can assure you that. Okay. And that is the secret of the NCC. Mm -hmm. Right, because you are this kind of bridge to, to bring people mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. to, to bring authorities and exactly. institutions together. Exactly. And have you, have you liaised with other countries who have gone through this process? Um, well, we, n not us ourselves, but um, I believe that the FIAU do that, mm -hmm. the MFSA do that. Okay. So, and we have also um, also made use of uh, the advice of various international consultants who are actually um, uh, um, evaluators themselves All and right. who are helping us as well. Okay. With that's uh, good. Um, with actually identifying our deficiencies and how to effectively uh, get rid of them. Yes, of course. And what's your outlook for this next evaluation, if you can share? 
Um, at the moment, it's very, very confidential, of course. Okay. We've all had to sign the confidentiality <laughs> treatments, uh, the, the um, agreements, uh, sorry, um, to actually take part in, in, the, in the dialogues yes. with, with FATF. But um, uh, hopefully now we will be coordinating also for the on-site visit. Mm -hmm. We will be um, helping out uh, for the evaluators to actually meet with the, with the authorities. And... Uh, um, we hope that they will have a positive report and hopefully um, uh, um, we can get out of this um, infamous grey list uh, mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Yes. Let's put it this way. Malta has been commended for um, doing a lot, a lot of progress mm -hmm. um, uh, in just nine months. Mm -hmm. Malta was given initially and during the last plenary when it was put on this, this list, it was given out um, up to January 2023 right. to deliver. Okay. So, it's, it's so like if it's we were to actually get out of the IRC, ICRG pro process beforehand, mm -hmm. that would be a very, very great achievement for our authorities. Okay. And what are the critical steps that, that need to be taken to to go into this with a, you know, with a positive Well, basically what, 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 the, what the authorities are doing, I think is really good. Okay. I commend them really. We are still having meetings. Mm -hmm. We are still doing our, our utmost, basically. And most of the things have actually been addressed. Okay. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed because we still have to... Um, welcome them for the mm -hmm. on-site visit but i think the authorities are well prepared as well okay very good thank you very much for your time helga and thank you audience for listening you can find this recording on all the podcast platforms and finance malta's youtube channel <laughs>